Welcome to the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. Oswego Mortgage is Pacific Northwest's VA home loan specialist. For questions or help with your VA home loan, a new home purchase, or refinancing, call 503-697-7214 or go to oswegomortgage.com. Now with the owner of Oswego Mortgage, Tom Fitkin, here's your host, Luke Anderson. Welcome back for another episode of the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. I am your host, Luke Anderson. With me as always, Tom Fitkin, the owner of Oswego Mortgage. Tom, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm really good. How about you, Luke? I'm fantastic. Happy to be talking to you. Uh, I don't know if you realize this. March is the one-year anniversary of you and I doing this podcast together. You know what? I was thinking about that same thing. I don't. I just got back from uh, Costa Rica, and I was thinking about that down there. I was like, it's been a year. I think the last, first one we did was in March. So now it is March of 2022. We did the first podcast in March of 2021. Right now, the world seems to be in a completely different place uh, than it was last year. Um, just from a social standpoint, masks have come off here in Portland only just a few weeks ago. Uh, things seem to be moving out of the pandemic, which is fantastic. Um, but if if I recall, part of the reason we started doing the podcast last year is there was so many questions because everything in real estate was just so unique. It was a it was a very, uh, I guess, uh, unprecedented time. Uh, I hate to borrow that term, but we've used it so much, I think we know what that meant, but especially for real estate. Uh, how much have things changed over the last year, Tom? Well, you know, it's it's been a learning curve because of obviously COVID and people not working and people's tax returns looking different, their income way different than the year before. And then all of a sudden back in 21, it's back to like it was in 19 or closer to it. And so the underwriters have had to figure out a way how to underwrite these files and a conventional loan. They don't care. They just take an average. They don't give any credit for COVID or anything. Whereas the VA is pretty cool about it. They, if you can paint a picture and, and document things, you, there's a good chance you can get them to throw out 2020, you know, showing. So there's a lot of differences between a VA and a conventional loan on how these underwriters are underwriting it is one thing, you know, and again, gosh, another thing, uh, you know, we're talking rates on our VA loans for two and a quarter going up to closer to four and a half now. Okay. So you've seen a, you've seen a drastic change in interest rates. Um, the feds are trying to stop inflation by just jacking the rates and they're going to continue to do it. Um, makes me a bit nervous because this is the first time where I've seen a market, um, go up like this. Then that's always going to happen. They're always going to go up, come down, but prices are so much more higher now. Values are so, I mean, sales price. So now you get rising interest rates, higher prices, less people qualify. And then you have a problem. This is the one I cannot. Rents keep going up too. So it's like a catch 22. Can you still qualify for a mortgage or you do have, are you stuck now because on paper you don't, and you got to go pay this exuberant amount in rent. It's scary. Yeah. And where we were last year is the rates were so low and everyone was paying, you know, up to 20%, 10, 15, 20% over the asking price in some situations, depending on the value of the home. But when these offers come, what is that doing to the comps that people are looking at? Are the prices being set higher or people still negotiating above the asking price? It's actually unbelievable, Luke. I have a deal going right now where my borrower was willing to pay $125,000 over um, it, over what it was listed at, stated in the appraisal that if it doesn't appraise out for what he's wanting to buy it for, he will pay the difference. 
It's unbelievable to me. Um, I, I, I'm seeing this and what's happening now is inventory is even getting less. Mm-hmm. So the demand's still there. Inventory is going down a little bit. So it's, it's still a frenzy to, because as you know, rent's going up like they are, it's still better to buy. Yeah. And, you know, so it's, it's really, really interesting times. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the government is thinking by saying, we're going to jack them five more times. Well, what's that going to put the rates at? And what's that going to do, you know, to the economy? Is it going to just halt it? And, they, and then that stops in inflation. And, and then we see a, a lesser economy, a, you know, we, we see a, things going the wrong direction, all due to trying to stop. I don't know. I, I, this is really unprecedented times that I've seen. And I've seen a lot of cycles. You know, I've been sure. coming close to 30 years in this crazy business. And I, I, this is um, going to be interesting to see where rates go to. You know, I, I know that a lot of lenders out there are already in the 5%. You know, we're just fortunate that, you know, we, we can offer a little better pricing than, than most places out there. One of the things that I've seen personally is there, it depends on, on how you're moving, how you're buying, what you're doing. So I have, I have friends that have moved from, you know, uh, one side of town to the other. I have friends that have sold and taken the equity that they have in their home here in Portland, Oregon, moved to Texas and paid cash. Uh, right now I have a friend that is moving from the East coast back to Portland. Fortunately, they're in Boston where the housing market is as crazy or uh, even more crazy, if possible, than it is here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I have friends that have you know, tried to move down the coast to California where the housing market isn't quite as extreme. They're in a lucky situation where they can actually afford to rent for a little while because they're renting from a family member. But there's all of these different situations that people are in you're in the business of getting to know your customers. You're, Oswego Mortgage is not one of those. You fill out a form and we send you a rate back. It's really getting to know people. How different are the stories that you're hearing from people that are trying to buy a home? And, and what are some of the crazier circumstances you've seen? Well, it's just that. I mean, I have another one going right now where they're right tracks. If it doesn't appraise out, we'll pay the difference. Well, to me, that's just telling the appraiser to come in low. I mean, it's, you know, it's very interesting. And people on the flip side of that, they're willing to know that, yeah, I'm overpaying for this property, but I'm okay with it. I'd rather have my 50 grand go to the house I want to get. And if I have to overpay or, and and basically call that a wash on, you know, money in, out the door and into, into the house. And, you know, the problem is, what if the market does come back or when it does come back and we see then, then how much upside down are you, you know, are you, maybe not on paper because you put that money in down payment, but boy, you depleted your savings account that you just said, I just want this house and here's why. But, you know, I think in the long term, these people will be fine because, you know, the Northwest is fairly desirable place to live, you know, from a standpoint of the ocean, the mountains, the weather we get, all that stuff. So, you know, there's, um, there's a situation here that's time's going to tell if you will, but we are in, um, Again, a unique state. We, the Northwest is going to continue, I feel, to weather the storm a bit better because of just the quality of life we have here. And, and you know, we still are a fairly lowly, low populated state. What the, the difference between a, the appraisal and the actual sale price, how does that affect my house? I, I decided to stay in my home throughout the last two years. Uh, I actually, my wife and I actually refinanced with you at Asugo Mortgage uh, to take advantage of the lower rates. But 
over that time, I've stayed in my home. If someone comes in and their home sells next to me or, or, or whatever it is in my neighborhood, does the, does the comp go off of the appraisal of the home or the actual sale price? How is, how is my equity loan, affected by all of the sales well, around me? The way a loan works is the lender is going to loan off the sales price or the appraised value, whichever is less. So if you say, hey, I'll buy this for 400, I'm gonna pay that, but it only appraises at 300. Well, then they're, you're putting 100 grand down just to get to 300 plus your down payment because they're gonna base it off the appraised value. So you know, on a down payment loan, like a conventional or FHA where you have to put down payment, it's gonna be the difference of the appraised value and the sales price plus your down payment. Oh, wow, okay. So then they're, they're paying, if, if it's that $100,000 difference, that $100,000 doesn't even count as a down payment on the loan. No, it gets, it, it, it all it counts is the sales price stays at 400, gotcha. but they base the loan off 300. Mm. So you still have to put down payment based off of 300, even though you're buying it for 400. Yeah. Okay. That's the sales price. It'll record like that and at the County and all, but the lender is only going to lend off the, the lesser of the two. So, you know, if it's a, if it's a 20% down conventional loan, you're going to, you're going to end up putting 160 grand down for down payment on, on a $300,000 quote, quote value, because you bought it for 400. There's a hundred there plus another 20% 60. So you're putting 160 grand down on something the lender's looking at that is an 80% loan to value. You mean, meaning that in reality, you know, 160 uh, on 400,000, whoops. I can hear your calculator going. I, am, going. Man, I, I, I know you're long in the business when you, when, when you we're not even actually putting together a real loan, but you're still, the calculator comes that quick to you. Tom. Oh man. I, I can tell I it's instinctual it in my head, man. Nowadays <laughs> I need a calculator for anything. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, me and my brother have the joke that we don't know math. We know Excel. So <laughs> oh man, I'm usually really good with numbers, but I, you know, I, anyway, that's, that's in, in essence. So in my scenario, that's 40% down payment. It is. You know, yeah. that's, that's, that's a, that's a, you know, 40% loan. Anyway, I, you know, you can see where I'm coming from is the lender will only lend on the lesser of the two. Yeah. And then, so the comp would come in at that 300,000 instead of the 400,000. Well, yeah. The, the yep. appraisal comes in at that and you bought it for 400. Yeah. You're paying a hundred grand over market, if yep. you will, to get that house. Yeah. And then, so for me, who's staying in that neighborhood, I don't get the necessarily the equity bump of these people just paying over it. I can just look across the street and go, man, you overpaid for that. Well, but you know, it's an interesting comment right there though, Luke, because if they do do that and they pay that 400 and it only appraises at 300, it's still going to be recorded. It's sold for that. Okay. You know, it's just going to say, you know, the loan amount's going to be a lot less, but you know, so, you know, that's, that's not going to hurt. That's only going to help your, you know, your argument of, you know, the value of your home, but you know, yeah. true solid comps that are appraising out for what, you know, the sales price is not coming in low, that's your best comp. You know, sure. that's your going to give you the best feel. Sure. So the, the, the industry is, is facing all kinds of challenges. Uh, uh, you on the mortgage side, I imagine real estate agents with less inventory, it's, it's even more difficult right now. Uh, even for appraisers, their pro job is probably more difficult in a market that's so extreme. Oh, being an appraiser right now, it's, you know, it's, it can't be easy because they're seeing so many of these homes that were listed for 550 and all of a sudden the contract says 625 you know it's like whoa wait a minute we, but that's kind of been a um it's kind of been a 
a way or a philosophy or a scenario nowadays that real estate agents feel, hey, let's just list this low and let's get a bidding war. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm not a real estate agent in Luke, nor will I ever be one. <laughs> Fair enough. Me so, neither. No, but I, um, I've seen that strategy all year long and it's, it's just an interesting one. You know, I, in this market, it's probably from a real estate agent standpoint, it probably gets the highest sales prices, you know, it just because it's a frenzy. It's an, I and mean, people yeah. are like, screw it. I'll pay an extra 20 grand. I want this house. Can you think back to a time where there was a frenzy, obviously not at this same level, but close to it over the last five, Oh five. Okay. 2005. And 2005 yeah. was a precursor to the big bubble that we saw in seven and eight. Well, yeah. Which, it's a whole other topic, Luke, which is so interesting. Oh, five is when all the dirty money started coming in. Okay. Stated this, stated that, you know, bank statements, this bank statement, that, and it got really dirty. I mean, I remember sitting here with Sean in my office for literally almost 30 years. And I looked at him and I said, no, man, something's going to go down. This is not going to work. Um, all the lenders would come in our office. Guess what we can do now? Guess what, you know, this, that, and the other. And, and it was like, oh my gosh, how, you know, these are liar loans. How, how are you going to make this work? You know, anyway, so I, I witnessed it. And then 07 hit and it got really like, you can do, you know, anyway, it got like to a point where I was like, okay, this is really getting bad. And then obviously what happened happened. Now, this money is coming back into our market today, but it's not the stated W-2 employee, like a bartender saying, hey, I W-2 and I make 100 grand. Um, it's not like that. It's asset driven, meaning if you got great equity in your property, 65% um, or lower, you don't even really need to show much income. You can just get a, you know, a refinance. And that's okay because it's equity driven. Or you have a self-employed borrower that they're self-employed. They don't show a lot of income on their tax returns, but let's say their monthly business bank statements are super solid. Well, you can qualify off those. And those are good loans. Those are make sense loans. They're, they're, they perform well. So it is opening up the market back, especially to self-employed people. And the way that conventional loans are um, being underwritten now for self-employed, oh, they get super scrutinized. I mean, self-employed borrower just on a straight conventional loan, it's hard. And it's hard. There's a few borrowers I've had that I've been embarrassed to say, I can't get you a loan right now because your tax returns from 2020. And these are people that have been in business for 20, 30, 40 years with successful, whether it's restaurants or, you know, business, different businesses. And it's just this one year, you know, everyone was closed. So they couldn't make money and, and they're being scrutinized for, for that. So you're seeing these, these loans are serving a purpose, but boy, are they coming back quickly? Yeah. And, and how much has, how much has that changed the, the pace of business? Cause I know that we've talked about it where there's an urgency, you know, if you're, if you're trying to buy a home the, you, you have to have all your ducks in a row ready to go just to be in the bidding, but the processes that you're working from, I know technology helps an awful lot in that from, you know, what you were doing, you know, 15, 20 years ago, but how much quicker is the process for you and your team? If somebody comes in has all their paperwork, uh, how quickly can they get qualified compared to, to years past? You know, the answer on that is, you know, back in 05, it was easier. <laughs> really? Was, oh, way easier. Was, you know, it was the, the, the compliance and the stipulations and the softwares and 
all the regulations that came under in 2010, you know, Dodd-Frank and all this stuff that's gone on, in a lot of ways, it's great because it holds people accountable. And, and compliance has become a huge issue for being a business owner. I have, you know, Sean has worked with me forever. He does that. And he's, you know, it's become a, you know, a, it's not the only thing he does, but it's a half, it's half his, his job to make sure that when we get audited, we're ready to go. And we're, you know, we, we really strive in doing the right thing and knock, knock, but state of Oregon uses us as an example of how to do things right. You know? And so I, that makes me feel good, but that's such a bigger part. And now with, you know, the new softwares and everything, it's, it takes longer to input a, a mortgage, but we've adjusted, we can still do it same day. You know, we, we, yeah. it's, it's, it's just a different tech. The, the, the softwares are different too, because of all the regulation changes and, and the dot and, and several of the disclosures we have to send out. So that part's changed. There's more paperwork now than there was in 05. And I remember back in the early 2000s, the lenders were telling us, oh, this is going to be a paperless, paperless business. You're not going to need all the, <laughs> oh, that. It's been, that's been a definite not true. It's been probably 30% more disclosures today than 2005. Well, that's th- that sounds like a good thing. I mean, uh, you know, having lived through that uh, period where you felt nervous the last time there's a situation any, any, anywhere like this, now there's a little more uncertainty, but you feel like all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed. You feel you feel good about the loans that you're that you're processing. Yeah, no, I, I don't feel like I felt in oh five, six, and seven. Like you know, I'm not looking like oh my gosh, these loans are gonna. I feel the loans that are being written still are solid. You yeah. know, there you have to real. There's there's scrutinized. You really have to qualify in today's market, and even on the alt A or subprime, whatever you want to call this other money. It's the strong type of that money. And, and when I say that, there's still legitimacy to qualify. Whereas when it got back in 07, he just stayed on paper and it was a joke. And we didn't, you know, thank goodness, knock, knock. But we elected not to do those type of loans uh, back in the day the when it was getting really weird. And yeah. I'm really thankful for that because there's a lot of people that got in trouble, and, you know, and, and weren't doing the right thing. And I can always look uh, myself in the mirror and know that we never did that and we never will. With the VA home loan, is it an easier process or is it just a process that you understand so well because you do it so often that it can be as as smooth as a conventional loan or, or uh, a loan that you're doing? That's a really good question, Luke. The beauty of the VA loan is it takes an act of Congress to change it. Oh, there you go. Nothing's changed on the VA loan. And I love that. Well, I mean, there's, you know, the appraisal process maybe slightly, but now not really. There's really, really very minimal uh, that's changed on a VA loan. And that's why it's so important for us as a broker to have the relationships with the key underwriters out there throughout the country that we know underwrite to a VA standards, not some conventional underwriter that thinks she, she or he knows what they're doing on a VA. And that's that may sound trivial, but a VA loan is a completely different underwrite and how people are qualified. And quite frankly, you know, I, I think one out of 10 underwriters max out there are a good VA underwriter. So pretty dramatic difference there then. Yeah, we have some, and I, I think that we have two of the best that we work. And one of them is they all work remote. One's in back on the East coast, one's in California and one's, you know, there's in Arizona. So we, we don't even, our underwriters aren't even local, but you would never know the difference because they are assigned to us and us only. So you like, we send scenarios in. I have one I'm sending in today. I'll get an answer today. 
I don't have to wait a week or two weeks. And that's important to me. When I sign a new investor on, I make it loud and clear what we need at Oswego Mortgage or don't waste your time. Where we were last year was a race for rates almost more than anything else, even with refi and everything. Uh, I imagine it was kind of a race before the rates go up, hurry up and get your get your new home, move in. Now it seems to be a race for available property. Does that feel like the, the main yeah, storyline? Yeah, it is. But there's also another thing that's coming into play. Okay. And I'm going to start really with the radio, even I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to talk to you a little bit about that after, but (laughs) what's happening now is this country is, has the most credit card debt in the history of this country. And so you have debt, but you also have lots of equity in our properties. So what I believe we're going to see throughout the year is those people may have a two, two and a quarter, two and a half, 2.75 rate, but they're going to have to give it up to pay debt off, Mm. increase their cash flow. And then again, like I'm telling people that we're doing this for now, it's a cycle. The beauty of the VA loan is you've got that interest rate reduction loan where you can just lower your rate, no appraisal, no income documentation needed once we see that again down the road, because we will see the rates come back. I don't know when that will be, but in the next year or two, we're going to see that. And so I, I will tell you what I see. I see people having to either take cash out to consolidate their debt, to increase their cash flow, or hey, listen, I don't want to move. I can't afford it. I'm going to pull cash out and do improvements on my home. Yep. So then I'm happy with, you know, and I don't have, so I think you're going to see that as the months go on. Um, and so people are going to have to get over the interest rate. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so with all the changes that you've seen in the last year, I expect there's a lot more changes to come. How much of your time is spent looking ahead to, to be ready for the questions that are inevitably coming from your customers? That's what we're trying to do right now. And I'm actually, you know, we're now licensed in Colorado and Idaho. So I'm trying to set up our systems in place so we can at least pull from that pool and, and, you know, keep, keep our head above water by having a few other states out there to pull from. And when I say that, our VA loans. Mm -hmm. And so we are big in purchases. We do a lot of purchase transactions, which I tell the guys, those are future clients that will do streamlines too. You know, they're buying at this rate today and if we can better them, they're going to, you know, so it's a real important that, you know, we always look at every transaction the same, whether it's a refi or purchase, because they're, we look at them as lifetime clients, but that's, you know, we're going to, we're going to see that we're going to see rates higher and people are going to still buy as opposed to rent. It's just going to be a cycle again, go up, come down. And when they come down, we'll lower their payments back down for them. And, and, you know, you're, you're going to, and that's not just VA, you know, you can have people in a conventional or an FHA loan that have a bunch of equity too, that need or want to do what we're talking about and are going to have to accept the higher rate. And the beauty of the higher rate is not much, not really a beauty, <laughs> but at least you get, you're still getting the tax deduction. Yeah. Whereas on your credit cards, your vehicles, your equity, you know, they're, they're not equity lines, but your, your installment loans, you're not getting anything. That interest is out the door. And so people have to remember that too. And they need to be educated on that. You need to say, gosh, well, I'm going from 3% to 4.75. Well, yeah, you are. But look at this 19 and 18 and 22% credit cards you're paying off that you get, you get no tax deduction for. And at least now you're paying those off and you can write the interest off on the mortgage. Well, and very rarely does anything grow in equity like uh, the own, owning a home does. So no, wh- right. wherever the rate sits, it's uh, if, if you're in a position where you're able to, to purchase a home, 
waiting for the perfect situation to buy a home is uh, almost never going to show up, is it? Well, no, it's not. And, and I'm saying life is, you know, it just life's so crazy for all of us right now anyway, and just this world and everything. And it was very interesting being down in Costa Rica and having conversations with my local friends down there and just about life, and what's going on in this world and how crazy it is, you know, in these different countries, including the United States. And, and it, you know, it's, it's just the mindset of a human being in today's world is just, it's just different. There's more, there's more on our head. There's more on our plates. There's more concerns. There's, and so it's, you know, comes back to family, man. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. we all go home and the best thing we got in life is our families. And we just keep grinding here. You know, we're going to keep grinding here at Oswego Mortgage. I think we're really good at what we do, but it's not, you know, the frenzy of a year ago when we're just trying to write these loans as fast as we can. That's gone right now. Now we're having to really take each call and, you know, to see if, and we're, one thing we are finding to back up is what I'm noticing is the underwriters are becoming a little more aggressive, a little more lenient, a little more, yes, I'll accept that. Um, whereas, you know, I need six months on the job or no, well, okay, I'll take three. You know, in other words, there's, and, and there's certain scenarios, you can't have like a two or three or four year gap, but if there's job gaps, there's certain things that I'm just noticing. The underwriters are are understanding the deals are fewer. We need to, you know, continue to close loans. And so they're getting a little more aggressive and a little more lenient. Yeah. Well, Tom, I think uh, this goes back to the thing that we've, we've talked about often on this podcast, which is uh, now more than ever, it feels like getting to know uh, the person that is going to be handling your mortgage, uh, having a relationship with your broker, making sure you have everything set up before you go and find that home is just as important as it's always been. And if you're handling a VA home loan or you're planning on using a VA home loan, uh, there's nobody that handles more in the Pacific Northwest than Oswego Mortgage. You've been doing it for 25 years, plus it is 95% of your business. So if you have questions about the VA home loan or conventional home loans, uh, visit OswegoMortgage.com or give Tom and his team a call. Anything you would add? No, I really appreciate that. And, and Luke, I agree with you because I really, really see it too often on a weekly basis. These internet companies that people start with become a nightmare for them. It's just nice to have a personal touch and someone that you can literally come in and talk to personally or know that, hey, they're right down the road. We're local. And then on top of that, I always tell people, read our testimonials. You know, these aren't fake. You know, we, we, we do a good job. Yeah. There's not a click button for an insurance policy. Policy. There is a someone you can actually call when things go a little bit sideways. So it's yeah, uh, exactly. almost like insurance on the process. Well, and you know, on top of that, I'll, I'll show it and I'll see it. To, I, I show people every day. Those internet companies don't touch our fees and interest rate. And that's the other thing that blows me away. Anyone out there listening, whether it's Oswego Mortgage or not, go to a broker, yep. a mortgage broker, because you, you're going to get your best deal. And, you know, just remember that. Well, you save time and money by doing it right the first time. And if you're doing it yourself, uh, they're saving time and money, not you. That's right. That's All right. right. All right, Tom. Always a pleasure. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you want more information about the VA home loan, Oswego Mortgage, or the market over the last year, uh, go on to 1080thefan.com, odyssey.com, the Odyssey app, and listen to more episodes of the Oswego Mortgage podcast. We'll be back again next month with a new episode and new topics to discuss. Tom, thanks as always. Thank you, Luke. Thank you for listening to the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. 
For more info or questions about today's topic, your VA home loan, a new home purchase, or refinancing, call 503-697-7214 or go to oswegomortgage.com.